All right, how many tanks we got? Four. Four? You shouldn't be. Oh, yes, for ten. Miles! Sergeant Miles! Yes, sir. Get first platoon ready. You're working for him now. They can stand there and play. Roger. All right, here's the deal. I got a platoon trapped in this beef field by machine guns. I sent my tracks in. Jerry took him out. So, anti-tank guns there, there, possibly there, I don't know. I need you to rescue my guys. Take the guns out. I can do that. All right, that clears this road into the town. You push forward, I'll join you there. We'll clear it up. Maybe they'll surrender. Well, maybe they'll fight. This high ground, you got any eyes on it? I had eyes there, gone, there, gone. We're flying blind, it's you and me. Crowd's got sights on this road. I don't want to show my flank. Any objection if I come in here? You're gonna arrive on a fucking magic carpet for all I care. I know who you are. I know you know what you're doing. You just paced them hard for me. They murdered some good boys out there today. Why don't they just quit? Would you? What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Red Sea Movie Podcast, a podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co-host, friend, and the person most likely to piss in an ammo case, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight? I'm really, I'm interested <laughs> that that's where you went with it. Like, I try to think of, like, a funny thing that happens <laughs> in the movie. Not a lot of funny I, things happen in this movie that I, I can no, recall. But no, I'm like, Charlie LaBeouf like, pees in the ammo case beginning of the movie. We'll go with that. That's fair. I was thinking, like, dive on a grenade or something and i was gonna say you're wrong no nah, that's that's too um, that's too serious you know but yeah i suppose i'd 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 have i'd hang a piss in an ammo crate if need be have you ever had a piss in a bottle in a car ride uh not personally okay you've seen it happen <laughs> i mean i've seen the the after effects it's not that pretty i've had to do it i think one time when i was like a kid but i will when i'm driving now I'll go until my kidneys burst, but I <laughs> refuse to to pee in a bottle. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's episode 27 of the Red Sea Movie Podcast. Uh, this is a show where me and Perk review a movie every week that was connected to the previous one. Uh, if you like our show, be sure to tell your friends about it. Uh, we post every Friday on podcast services, but let's get into uh, the movie this week. This week we watched Fury. Our connection being uh, Michael Pena from Crash last week. Uh, Perk, why don't you give us that hot intro? Yeah, uh, so Fury is a 2014 joint directed by David Ayer, uh, notorious for uh, his Suicide Squad 2016 fame. You'll <laughs> um, never let that down. Yeah, it's a it's a World War II story about a a tank. And the crew that runs the tank and stars Brad Pitt and Michael Pena, Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman, and uh, what's his name? Bernthal. Yeah, John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, uh, cut a couple little fun facts for you. Mainly just Shia LaBeouf is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, reportedly pulled out his own tooth, didn't shower. And the cut he had on his face was real, and he inflicted it to himself every time. Yep, that, that checks out. He's a good actor, but also Shia. It's okay. Definitely, call, call definitely deep end. Yep. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, Perk, as I often do, I will go to you first. What did you think of Fury? Um, I think we need to seriously consider uh, giving you a timeout on choosing <laughs> movies. <laughs> like, this is a good movie. I, You know, it's just, Christ Almighty, was this not the movie I was looking to sit down and watch? I, I Yeah, I, it definitely was not as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Well, I'm not not even anything about the the validity of the movie. I'm just saying, like, it's such a hard movie to motivate yourself to go watch. And if mm, if sure. I didn't have to watch this movie, I wouldn't. Have. Um, but like, e- even with because that's that's coming in with the well pretty well poisoned. I still thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was solid. I think. The action in particular was was shot super well, and they did some really cool stuff with the action. Um, I think the directing's good. I, I, I the thing that I keep coming back to is I think the writing is just not great, and all of the characters are so cliche. Like there's just not a lot of nuance going on. It's like, all right, you have the grizzled commander, you have the Christian, you have the token, you know, minority, you have the kind of crazy guy, and then you have the new kid. It's like how many times we've we seen kind of this kind of crew of people. Um, so, like, that was kind of a, a letdown, but I do think, the, you know, what they were trying to do with this movie is show this this tank and the this kind of this community inside this tank. Um, I think they did that really well. Um, I don't know if it warranted all the crazy stuff apparently happened on set. I don't know if you read more of the trivia of, like, David Ayer really pushing the five guys to, like, fuck with each other a lot. Like, IRL to, like, build their relationship with one another. I think the, all the acting is solid, and, like, I believed... The characters, like I believe the characters I was seeing, I just wish that there would have been a little bit more nuance overall. But um, yeah, over, I think it's a solid action movie. I think all the action, like I said, is done really well. Uh, it's entertaining, if not a bit um, ridiculous, especially the final action scene. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely was not super emotionally invested. Uh, I like, I think they tried to get me to cry a couple times. It just did not work. Um, so. Yeah, I think David Ayer is a competent director. I think he's a particularly good action director, but um, I think his his writing is a little bit to be desired. Yeah, so uh, I I pretty much agree with you. I think this movie is uh, certainly well acted, um, but it's very by the numbers, um, pretty cookie cutter. Just like I, the only you know big twist is that it's a tank, but otherwise it's just a wow horrors of world war ii type movie mm-hmm. um and I, yeah i think the acting is good i think brad pitt is really good i think uh logan lerman's actually a little hammy um <laughs> especially when he says try, you nazi motherfuckers like seven times yeah a yeah i and i mean it's supposed to sound stilted because he's supposed to be just a kid yeah, but yeah, yeah. even then it's just like uh, uh michael Pena's good John Bernthal is really good at being a really bad guy. I know. He's such a good um, actor, dude. Yep. And uh, I think Shia LaBeouf was fantastic with, you know, yeah. I mean, as you as you mentioned, all the characters are fairly one-dimensional, so they didn't have too much to do, but I, I, I feel like most of them kind of shined with what they were given. Yeah. Yeah, I'd um, agree with that. St- Storyline-wise, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's a very simple plot. It's fine. There's nothing super offensive about it. Uh... I think it drags. I think it's too long, uh, especially the scene where they're like the apartment scene. Yeah, in the apartment with the German women. Mm-hmm. It's too long. It's too drawn out. 
and the conclusion where the house gets bombed and she's like dead in the rubble, I actually like chuckled. <laughs> I, it was ju- it was just so over the top. And I mean, it was heavily cheesy. foreshadowed when uh, Logan Lerman's was reading her palm was like you only have one like great love in your life and it's like well but tim that means either it's be happy ever after or she's gonna fucking die and yeah she died um yeah, not bad not bad i agree that scene was long but i i think it's really good like i think i'm a surprise of how well they built tension in that scene like i was locked in the entire time and yeah i think they probably should have tightened it up a little bit and cut out a couple things but um the tension was palpable and i think definitely especially when the three other guys come in and especially Bernthal just so good at that role um, of just being that asshole who's just fucking with people. And um, yeah, so it, it's, it's hard. Cause like, that's arguably one of the best scenes in the movie, but it also is too long. So no, I, I, yeah, I will say like, that's pretty much the only part of the movie where I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, Pretty much everything else, it's like, obviously, you know, yeah. all these tanks are going to get picked off one by one, and then just them, and they're going to have a, like, dig your heels in and fight to the death type moment. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that scene, I'm like, I honestly, I, I don't know where this is going to go until, yeah. you know, <laughs> the bombing at the end, which is, yeah. as I mentioned, was a, almost a little funny. <laughs> like, I, obviously, it's supposed to be horribly tragic, but, like, the way she's just, like, perfectly shrouded in, in yeah. building. The, yeah, the way she was, like, positioned, it was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that were incredibly obvious, when it's time for the last stand, and Brad Pitt's like, well, I'm staying, you guys can go. And then one by one, they go, I'm staying, I'm staying. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, we all knew this was going to happen. You're trying to get me to cry by them each deciding to stay. Like, that was the most, like, I don't know, just obvious shit ever. I'm like, why are you yeah, trying to I make mean, this a moment? It's not a moment. We all knew this was in, happening. It's been in every <laughs> every movie ever. And, like, you know, despite despite the fact that I said this movie was too long, even still, they didn't, like, they didn't give Logan Lerman's character enough development so that he was believable. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he is forced, like, Brad Pitt has to take his hand to kill a Nazi, and then he kills a couple more, and now he's just, like, super ultra Nazi killer. Yeah. And it, it, it happens, like, it happens so fast. Like, I think it's literally over the course of, like, 24 hours in the movie. So the, 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 I think the seeds were there. It just wasn't executed well. Because, yeah, I agree. Like, the first, he's literally forced to kill a, a Nazi. And then when he shoots the two guys who are burning, you can, I, I interpret that if he was putting them out of their misery. Like, it's kind of like a kindness because they were going to burn to death anyway. Um, you know? So it's like, okay, now he's killing out of kindness, theoretically. And then after his after his, the German girl got killed, now he's, you know, now he's pissed. So now he doesn't mind. So, like, it was... The bones were there. The progression was there. I agree. It wasn't quite believable, um, especially with how like how he's kind of hamming it up at the end there. Um, and even the parts are like best job I ever had. I didn't believe it when L- Lerman was saying it. <laughs> like I believe the other no, guy is saying that. I don't believe Lerman's saying that shit. Right. Um, yeah. No. It's uh, more just like he's trying to fit in with the gang at that point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because like even even if they arrive in town after you just shot the two burning guys, he like. To me, obviously, lies to Brad Pitt where he's like, uh, yeah, I killed those guys and I and I kind of liked it. I'm like, okay, it feels like he's lying. I think he was lying, but then he does end up liking it later. I don't know. It, it's a weird a weird thing, and I think it could have been done better. Um, 
But, you know, again, going back to comment the movie, I do think they did a pretty good job of, like, not glorifying war. Um, you know, they, they do go out of their way to kind of show the horrors of it, which I'd rather they do that than try to make war seem cool. Um, that being said, the last the last action scene is kind of the opposite of that, where they're like, five guys in a tank, you know, taking out all these Nazis, you know. It's, that, that was a little bit more of the, on the glorified side. But overall, I think they did a pretty good job of um, not not trying to glorify it and just making it more, quote-unquote, realistic. But. Yeah, I, although it's like, I get it, because there are, obviously there are a lot of scenes. Like, I, I think that the scenes where they're, like, piling bodies into a ditch are are super powerful um mm-hmm. but like the scene where a guy's on fire and blows his brains out or like yeah. a tank runs over a guy those are those like seem, almost yeah. tarantino-esque yeah yeah like, they're kind of like um like torture porn kind of yeah like let's correct, see what but... we can get away with yeah. type thing more than yeah, yeah, yeah. emphasis so yeah, i agree um i will say too that i think the set design was fantastic uh i think oh, definitely you know costuming Everything they really did a great job of establishing a sense of place, um, and just seeing the all of like the insides of the tank and how it operates that was all super cool. Like that's something I haven't seen before in one of these movies. And I thought that was really well done, and that's kind of the point why this movie was made is to showcase, you know, how these tanks were operated and this that and the other thing. So I think all of that was was well super well done. Right, but yeah, it, it almost feels like it's. Uh... Oh, you know what? I want to do a World War Two movie, but what could we do? Oh, we could do a tank this time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I get it. It's a it's a unique twist, and it is part part of the process that you know we don't see as much. But mm-hmm. base level, it's still like a horrors of war type movie, and it's yeah. the most like media publicized war ever. Yeah, uh, and it, but it, yeah, I, I agree with you. But also, like World War Two is like one of the only wars where we were actually it was actually good versus evil. As opposed yeah. to just capitalism, so like if we're gonna watch That's a war fair. movie, I'd rather be World War Two. Um, but I agree, there's there's so many war movies. Yeah, and I have to find a gimmick to make one now. Um, right. And so they found the gimmick of the tank, which I think is a good gimmick. I think it worked, but also it's like you could also just stop making war movies. <laughs> that would also mm-hmm. be fine. Um, but staying on the tank stuff, I think all the the tank combat was super cool. Like it the was sound, very fun. the sound design of like the ricocheting shit. And yeah. I've seen like the tracers, which sometimes a little bit looked a little bit too Star Wars for me. Like <laughs> like the green yeah. tracers look like kind of like Star Wars lasers. Um, and I haven't seen a trace in real life, so I don't really know what it looks like. But that felt a little too uh, CG. But um, the 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 first fight where they have the tanks rolling in, they're grabbing people, getting in line behind them was really cool to kind of see that maneuver. And Definitely. then the all of them versus the Tiger tank, uh, if apparently not very realistic, was still a cool scene to watch. Uh, why do you say that? Oh, I was just reading some uh, some comments about the movie. Apparently, people were like, yeah, that was so unrealistic. <laughs> like, basically, if if their Sherman had gotten as close as they did to that tiger, they would have been able to they just absolutely wreck it. They would have also blown up. Well, no, like their their bullets wouldn't have deflected at that range. Like, they would have oh, been okay, fine. Okay. Um, sure. But in any case, and also they were saying the last scene is absolutely ridiculous. Like, there's no way that that many. Uh, German soldiers would have taken that long to take down one immobile tank. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, quite obviously. I mean, they would have at, at surely they would have tossed a bunch of nades by then. 
Well, in the RPGs they had in the comics, were like, yeah, one of those would have just decimated it, as opposed to just killing only John Bernthal. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> curious how the RPG what went through the tank wall through John Bernthal and then it's, it's out the other side didn't yeah. blow up. Um, I don't really know the mechanics. Not to mention, Maybe we already one saw those... one of those take out an entire tank earlier in the movie. Remember oh, yeah. the, the, the guy, guy ambushes him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, mm, okay, but. Despite the historical inaccuracies, I think, like I said, this is a good action movie. Like, rather, the action is very good and directed well. Sound design's good. So, I, I think David Ayer is a fine director, especially good at action. But yeah, his writing—I think he's—he thinks he's a little bit smarter than he actually is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is maybe would, a low shot. He would not but. be the first in Hollywood. No, exactly. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to mention? There's not not too much going on uh, overall. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. There's that's the trouble. Is it seems like this is a movie that should have a lot of depth, but in in all honesty, it's like the tank combat and like you're like you're talking about the the strategic like tank maneuvers, mm-hmm. like the way that they yeah rolled in troops behind them. I thought that was really cool. Um, but outside of that kind of stuff, I mean, it's just like we got a a Bible guy, we got a. <laughs> rowdy southern guy like mm-hmm. we got a new kid on the block who just came from the <laughs> typing like mm-hmm. the grizzled that it's it's all very run-of-the-mill and but i think that was kind of disappointing is that I mean, i'm sure you caught this but like there are a couple moments where brad pitt's character steps away and he has to kind of just be by himself be like you kind of see him kind of losing it a little bit you know and I thought it was really cool. It's like, okay, this guy doesn't have it all together. He's playing as this like very stoic, I know what I'm yeah. doing veteran, but in his when he's alone, he's kinda like, Holy shit, like this is hard. There was no payoff to that. Like I was uh, that was like the nuance of the characters I was looking for. We got it a little bit, but they're like, now we're just gonna drop that for the rest of the movie. Um It's like there was they yeah. could have done something, you know, and even like the conversation that uh like after after uh, Logan Lerman's forced to kill the Nazi He's sitting with the three other guys, and they're kind of trying to make him feel better. And having like, I thought it was an interesting conversation, but then Brad Pitt cuts him off halfway through, and it's like, you need to eat something. It's like, I want to hear more of that conversation. Like, as much time we get with the five of them, I almost think it wasn't quite enough. Like, we this movie is mostly about Logan Lerman and Brad Pitt in reality, and their relationship, yeah. as opposed to, like, the right. whole group of them. No, and that's clearly shown by the way, like, the procedural way that they're killed off. Yeah, <laughs> um, I will. I will say one thing I noticed as well, which I mean, stuff is is rarely an accident. Could have been, but there were a couple scenes where, like the the lighting of the hatch around Brad Pitt almost looks mm-hmm. Halo esque. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and there was also there were some moments where Shia LaBeouf hit, was right behind his head was like some sort of wheel that almost mm-hmm. looked Halo ish. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a big time theme in like Renaissance art. Yeah. So I I wouldn't put it past them to have put that stuff there on purpose, and I like little tidbits like that. But yeah. also, it just could have been there was a wheel <laughs> on the wall there. Like <laughs> the Brad Pitt one, I I more would think it's probably intentional, just because like the way that like all that lighting is intentional. So right, they knew what they were doing. Right. I mean, yeah. Him and and Charlie were the only two like Christians in the movie. So. Hmm. I can see it happen. You're, yeah, you're always, you've always been good at catching the biblical illusions. I feel like <laughs> that's yeah, that's kind of my whole bit. That's your bit. Um, 
I'll say two shots of the music. I think the music was actually pretty solid, um, mostly orchestral, but I think it, it worked well and uh, was. I think it was nice as well as we're kind of moving between scenes or just traveling. You can feel the music was fairly solid. I didn't notice it. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, not in a good or a bad way necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. If a score is noticeable, it's either really, really good or really, really bad. So, <laughs> not noticeable is okay for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Do you have any recommendations based on this movie? I don't know, man. World War Two movies, all of them. <laughs> I've never. I, I really need to watch Saving Private Ryan. That's not. I have I also not seen, seen Saving Private Ryan. Damn, I'm surprised. Like that would be in your bag. As we mentioned earlier, I don't want to watch these movies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, fair. that's These fair. are movies where, you know, it, I have to be in some sort of mood to want to watch, like, a depressing war movie, you know? Yeah. Unless it's, uh, like, Dunkirk or something, where it's, like, Nolan. <laughs> yeah, Dunkirk's a spectacle, right? So it's mm-hmm. something else. But also, I mean, I haven't watched Dunkirk since I saw it in the theater. Sure. Yeah, I, I would just... My, my favorite... I don't, I don't love war movies. I don't love war content but my favorite ones that i have seen are 1917 because of the gimmick of the one shot which i think can be too gimmicky but i think the movie it works well for the purpose they do it for and then also hacksaw ridge i like quite a bit because garfield's just incredible in that movie that's a that's one that made me cry like a little baby uh, <laughs> when i watched it so all right yeah, well, i'm over is... two on those two you just mentioned so you didn't see 1917 no Dude, you should see that one. I know. It's actually one of the few from that year that I didn't catch because I was big on the Oscar train that year. Yeah, it is really cool. That one's just a cool movie. I mean, yeah, you also have to get into the mind, mind headspace of wanting to watch that type of movie. But um, right. yeah, this is a super cool gimmick. Uh, yeah, so that's our review of Fury. Uh, we will reveal or watch next week at the end of the episode. Before that, we have our bonus reviews, as always. Uh, I'll do a couple quick ones and I'll go over to you, Perk. Sure. Um, so there's some quick hits. I finished off a Mission Impossible watch uh, party with Fallout. Uh, again, incredible. Uh, you've seen that one, right, Perk? Or not? Have you not? Number six? Yeah, with uh, Cavill. I have. Okay, yeah. So yeah, the the Halo jump scene will never not be absolutely insane. Um, I was listening to some facts about it and like, apparently... Tom Cavill and the cameraman basically over had to jump for that scene jumped like every day for a year like three times a day for a year to get ready for that scene which is absolutely nuts Um, and after all that they only had three usable takes oh my god (laughs) because they had to shoot during uh, like uh, sundown Um, so yeah this absolutely insane but it pays off because that scene is incredible um and then, yeah, the final the entire final sequence with the helicopter fight, awesome. Like, Tom Cruise learned to fly a helicopter in, like, six months, which is insane. Of course he did. Um, so, yeah, that movie has some of the, again, some of the best action in the series. And you have the, the squad back with Luther and um, Rebecca Ferguson and all that. So, yeah, great time. And then the other one was the homework you assigned me, Perk. So, yeah, we made a little trade. I'll watch the traders if you watch uh, The Bear. Yep. And, Perk, I promise you I gave it the old college try. And here's what happened, all right? I had my Paramount Plus free trial. And I'm like, all right, time to watch it. So I open up the Paramount Plus app on PlayStation 5. Just kidding. There isn't one. I'm like, all right, so I got to pull up my own Chromecast. So I plug the Chromecast in, whatever, 
cast it for my phone. Time to watch the Traders. Watch episode one. Loved it. And then it's auto-playing the next episode. I'm like, great. And then the next episode plays. I'm like, I like that too. And then it goes to the next episode. And while it's loading, I peek over and it says, loading season one, episode nine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Turns out Paramount Plus has decided, like, let's just shuffle these. So I watch episode one. And then episode six, without knowing it. And then it's going to episode nine. Um, and I'm just like, I don't have the patience for this. And also, there's the Paramount Plus. You too many ads. All right. Every four minutes, I was getting an ad. And I'm like, that is... I want to enjoy myself and laugh. Too many fucking ads. So I was just having a bad time with the experience perk. So I had to stop. Uh, I'm sorry. But I did like what I watched. Um, I think it, the show has a very good balance of like just pure comedy. A little bit of weirdness with that world. But also wholesomeness. You know, kind of similar to Letterkenny in that sense. Like the, the two characters are strange. And the humor is strange. But at the end of the day, they are just like really good friends that love each other. I think that really like anchors the show. Um, so the bit I watched, I really liked it. I'd like to get back to it at some point, but not with Paramount Plus bullshit because I was just I wasn't having it. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe I have like a, a ad free Paramount, or maybe that's changed or something. But that wasn't a problem for me when I watched it. What was a problem is that weird shuffle nonsense. I have no idea what that's about, and I have no idea how to turn it off. Did it happen assumed... to you? Did it happen to you also? Yeah, I what assumed it was a problem on my end, but apparently, like, <laughs> I I would just watch an episode and it would start playing episode seven, and I'm like, "What? Well, why are you doing this?" So clearly, it's it's just Paramount in their programming have decided to shuffle <laughs> TV shows, which is the like okay well, given having a shuffle button for series is smart. If you're doing a series like The Office where everyone's seen it a billion times yeah, yeah. and just want to watch a random episode, but that needs to be an option, not automatically on. Yeah. I, I like how on <laughs> earth is that? How that works? I'm I'm so happy that you also had this problem because I was I was worried. No, it, it pissed yeah. me off. That is, and it's, I, yeah. Like I had to, uh, I had to do it by hand. I think maybe there were like ads, but for some reason, maybe my Chromecast blocked it or something like mm-hmm. that. I I don't. I don't really know, but well, what, what I, I, I done... was able to get through it, and you know, I—I I mean, I love the show. So, yeah. I, if if at some point it becomes watchable, yeah, would uh, would recommend. Well, what I should on perk is I should on the free trial for the ad free version. That was my uh, mistake. I did yeah. the ad supported trial. Bad idea. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I watched episode one and then the Devereaux Wiggs episode, which was very funny. Um, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> so and I, I didn't notice They're because not from dead bodies. <laughs> You knew that was going to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so great. And, like, thankfully that show is – the episodes are self-contained, so I didn't notice mm-hmm. that was on episode six. Um, but, yeah, that's some yeah, bullshit, there's a, man. There's a running plot line, but it's not, it's discontinuous enough that you can watch them in, like, single bits. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to get back at some point. It's not, not right now. <laughs> that's definitely fair. I'd say that's worth even not renewing your free trial. Yeah, I I would agree. I, I cancel yeah. that shit immediately. <laughs> Smart man. So yeah, I watched two episodes of the homework. It sounds like you also watched two episodes of the homework. Yeah. So this holiday weekend just passed, so I was really busy, uh, and um, didn't really have much free time to squeeze in. And once again, I think uh, I'm gonna stop letting you recommend stuff for me to watch because. <laughs> Good lord, after a long day of, like, all go, 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 up and doing everything, want to sit down, what watch what I assumed to be the TV version of Chef, which is Perk, a very I pleasant... Said, 
I said directed by the Safety Brothers vibe, i.e. Uncut yeah, Gems okay. vibe. I warned well, you. It's horribly stressful, and it certainly was <laughs> not what I needed this weekend. But I did manage to get two episodes watched, and uh, I enjoy it so far. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, definitely a stressful show, but it's very good. Got a little spoiler alert on a character casting because I was looking for potential movies to oh, recommend yeah. for the Sorry next one. Yeah. It's all right. He's great at playing dead brothers. <laughs> that he is. Uh, Peanut Butter you, Falcon, to be exact. Did you catch the um the other the the small cameo of uh what's his name the guy who plays the asshole chef is uh Joel McHale. Yes, I did catch that. Yeah, I was like, That's is that it. his is that his only appearance? Yeah, it's his only appearance. I was oh, like, okay. I was I was okay. wondering if he was gonna blossom into. More of like a like if we were gonna do more flashback type characters, but I was like, this is the cleanest Joel McHale has ever looked. I know, I know. He's he always looks so asshole. scruffy, and and he looked clean cut. And he well, he's always been a fantastic asshole. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, he was great in that mm-hmm. little bit that we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you you think you enjoy it as even though it's not what you wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, it might take me a little while to get through it. <laughs> uh maybe i'll have to do like one episode to every three of futurama just to even back out but it's a good ratio it's a good um ratio. yeah definitely enjoying where it's where it's going so far oh yeah um oh and then i had one more oh yeah go ahead you have another i got two more but you, you can go ahead oh no no then you go and then i'll go and then you go again okay i think well cause i also watched grand budapest hotel but you watched too right no i was going to but uh oh. i don't have time okay well, I'll I'll say that one first then. So yeah, I rewatched uh, Grand Budapest Hotel because you reminded me of it, and I love that movie. And uh, goddamn, I fucking love that movie. Like it's such it's a such delightful a yeah. watch. It's so beautiful. Like all the shots. I mean, it's Wes Anderson, so like this is a West, given. But like Wes, don't miss. Yeah, all the shots are just gorgeous. Um, I will say it was weird watching it after watching the recent Spider-Man movies because the guy who plays Zero plays Flash Thompson. Um, in uh Spider-Man oh, Homecoming yeah. and who's like he plays okay. like the asshole, you know, right, jerk right. but it, it, he's plays zero. So that was kind of funny. Um but yeah, I mean it's so great. I forgot Jeff Goldblum was in it. He plays the attorney that has to execute the will. Um and then, you know, Willem Dafoe being great and yeah, it's just such a delightful film. Uh I particularly love how how they did the the snow chase. I don't remember but uh, Willem Dafoe on the skis and them on the sled and how they kind of zoom out and it's kind of like toys almost. Like yeah, it's going... like it's like puppetous puppet puppetry if yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so cool. I yeah, I just love that movie. Kind of a sad ending, but uh, overall, just very enjoyable. I gotta go watch it back. I, yeah, I was planning to and then I uh, I ran out of time. Uh, I think I took a nap instead because I was dead tired or something. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful movie uh, which I will. Probably watch again soon, just because I've been I've been itching for a little Wes Anderson, and uh, I know that that one and at least Moonrise Kingdom I think were just put on HBO Max. French Dispatch is on there too, which I, I saw, so I need to watch that because I have not yet. You rat bastard! You really watched Grand Budapest when French? Dispatch I did. Was literally, I knew you were gonna give me shit before, but I'm like, okay, at least with like I wanted a feel good movie or just like a delightful movie. I know Grand Budapest will give me that, so I'm going with what I know, you know. But I'll I'll get That's the French fair. Dispatch. Uh, French Dispatch is less d- delightful and more frenetic, but still like a, a fun watch. Not yeah. like a super heavy. I mean, it's 
Wes Anderson, no, nothing he makes is all that heavy. Yeah, for sure. Except for Royal Tenenbaums, for some reason. That gets very dark. That's uh, a good one, though. It is It is very good. Yeah, also, uh, what's the one with the train? It's the not train. Royal Tenenbaums. It's with uh, Owen Wilson and that does not narrow Adrian it down. Brody. That does not narrow it down. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? Uh, I don't have seen this one. I, have you seen it? I don't think I have. so. I think I've seen all, all the Wes Andersons now. I, I caught up on the first two. It's not Bottle Rocket, is it? That's his first one. No, no. It's um, Rushmore. Keep oh, going. Oh, Jarling Limited? Yeah, Dar- Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling Limited. I've not seen that one. It's oh, another good one, but it's it's also a little heavier. Okay. Yeah, hopefully all this stuff gets on HBO Max. I'd love to watch all of it. It would be fantastic. But uh, what movie did you watch? Uh, Hustle. Oh, the um, the new Adam Sandler joint. Oh yes, I was thinking about American Hustle. Uh, oh no no, I've I have seen that though. Overrated, in my opinion. But we'll not talk about that. Right uh, now. It was good. It was more of a cast vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell me um, about Hustle. Yeah, it's uh, Adam Sandler who plays as a basketball scout who mm-hmm. like scouts the players overseas to f- try and find the next big guy um and he's like trying to work his way up through the organization and the owner of the team's kind of an asshole and he finds this guy in spain just on like a street court and it's about him and trying to get that kid to the states trying to get him into the combine and Mm -hmm. uh it goes over the the kid and his family because and he has this young daughter and uh the main character the basketball player is played by a, an actual nba player who briefly was on the timberwolves and oh, okay the the bad guy in the movie is played by anthony edwards who's a timberwolf um cool. and it has all sorts of basketball world cameos um all, a bunch of old retired players a whole heap of current players um and it really feels like adam sandler really wanted to like make a basketball movie where because he loves basketball so he wanted to you know uh do you know do that so he could hang out with all these guys i I imagine (laughs) it's you know it's pretty straightforward it's like a nice you know uh family friendly oh kind of family friendly i don't actually remember if it was there's some there's some a little more uh, oh really Mm -hmm. yeah there's some there's some blue jokes in there for sure but um it's a pretty straightforward sports film where it's like, you know, you like you know all the beats and things go wrong and things will probably turn out well in the end, but uh you can work in a formula if you do it well and I think they did it well. Yeah. Nice. Do you think I would enjoy it if I don't get all, any of the basketball references? Uh, I think so. I think it's got a it's a nice story and the characters are easy to root for. Uh, I wouldn't throw it at the top of your list by any means, um, but if you're looking for an easy watch and are for some reason looking for a sports movie, which I know sure. is not exactly nah, yeah, I, I like a good sports movie. I mean, Miracle, Creed. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, I'll, I might try to get to that one. I know yeah, people are liking it a lot. Uh, the last movie I watched is a movie I had never seen before, and I, I had it was my last night with Paramount Plus, and I'm like, all right, what can I squeeze out of this thing as to get something? And so I watched Zoolander for the first time. 
How had you not seen that? Come on. I, I missed it. I missed it. Uh, okay, what's what's your opinion of Zoolander? I love Zoolander. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is I my think hell to die on. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, everyone right. I talked to watched it when they were a kid, and that's why they really like it. Um, watching it for the first time, you know, as an adult, it's fine. I think some things are really funny. Like, the only one I laughed out loud was the gasoline fight. That oh, shit so absolutely good. killed me. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I understood what they were going for, and I think it is, yeah, it's funny enough, I guess. I just didn't really, it was, I wasn't cackling, you know? It wasn't. Okay, that's fair. It wasn't the other guys, you know? That's always my go-to no. comedy movie. It, by the yeah, way, I think I Will mean, Ferrell was not funny in Zoolander at all. I didn't like his take on that character. <laughs> he was just monotone the entire time. That's fair. He, yeah, I mean... I you know I haven't seen it in a while so maybe on the rewatch <laughs> I'd I'd change my mind but I think in order to truly appreciate Zoolander you need to watch Zoolander two <laughs> because Zoolander two is not very good mm-hmm. so it'll make you think oh the first one was so funny um, yeah but no I, I still know. I still die at the fact that like he invents all these new looks and it's all the same look every time that's not even I mean yeah but it's like Freaking not even hilarious. that funny of a joke like, it's not a complicated joke at all no but it's like my kind of joke you know like it's, it's just the, yeah. the dumbest shit ever and well it's like you know Magnum's gonna be the same shit again oh I yeah mean, it's funny that everyone like reacts differently mm-hmm. to it but um there's not one but two times Ben Stiller's in blackface in this movie <laughs> Is there like, really? Yeah. And well, I'm the like, one is okay. one's in the coal mine, which is, is like coal not, mines. Yeah, right. which isn't really blackface, but you know. And then the other one is like they got the other two actors to play them, like a black guy and Hispanic guy, to play them when they're breaking in um, to that. But <laughs> then they switch back to them, and he has like all the makeup like around his face. So it's not like terrible, but it was just like no, that was a choice. But um, it's still frowned upon. Yeah, um, and then like the storyline with the love interest, I think is just kind of of the time. You know, uh, I don't even remember. She I have no recollection. She starts off with glasses and her hair tied up, and by the end, oh. she has her hair down and is like way hotter than she started. Oh, classic. Um, and they also make fun of her for having an eating disorder, <laughs> and then they have a <laughs> orgy on. with her, and then mm-hmm. apologize later for making fun of her. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a thrill ride. Yeah, but I mean, it's fine. I'm glad I watched it, so I have it you know, in my lexicon. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, it's one of those things where like you you might not get that much value out of the movie, but you'll probably uh, get a, a couple quotes here and there. I yeah. mean, like kill the vice president of Malaysia, president of Malaysia or uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the black lung pop. You know, like <laughs> that one. Are... I that one I've heard before, and now I understood. Yeah, they're uh, they're good from. quotable lines, even yeah. if maybe the source material is a little dated. Yeah. But like I said, the gasoline fight will get me every time. That shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it's great. So uh, good. But yeah, so yeah, I watch you in there. Maybe I'll watch Zoolander two someday. Uh, maybe. Yeah, sorry, you don't have to. Is it like Anchorman two, where it's the exact same movie? It's very similar. Yeah, it's a lot of the same. Like Anchorman two is another one where it's like, yeah, it's just like bigger version of the original, which is fine. But like the yeah. original was groundbreaking more. Yeah. I mean, I, I still like Anchorman Not 2. Not that I know, was groundbreaking. I know a lot of people hate Anchorman 2, but I, I still enjoy that movie. I think. Oh, it's, I, it's I love both of them, but I can understand that the second one is kind of just a retread of the yeah. of the prior. I, I will say, too, I do think the plot of Zoolander is is funny. 
like the that the faction industry does as behind all these political killings using me like that yeah. is a funny premise and i enjoyed that um i think like the the minute by minute jokes with ben stiller just didn't really hit for me that's uh, fair so and it was fun to see him and his dad together like there there was definitely redeemable things about it um so yeah that's Zoolander. and that is our show for this week uh next week we are following good old logan lerman to a movie uh, called 310 to Yuma on HBO Max. Very interesting. This is a movie I've heard of for a long time, but I don't really know anything about it. Um, yeah, me neither. So I'm interested to, to give it a watch. Um, but yeah, yes, 310 sir. to Yuma on HBO Max for next week. But until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.